Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Redestein tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Tiger Woods in the mix. Looking forward to watching to see how he does later today as we head into the weekend in the PGA. Uh, We've got the NBA, if you're out there trying to keep track. The NBA bubble has basically boiled down to who is going to be able to get into the 8-9 match because there's no way somebody is going to run away with it now. It's basically mathematically impossible. Uh, I do believe, in fact, it is mathematically impossible that anybody could win the number eight seed by four or more games. So the last thing that really matters in the NBA bubble is who's going to be the eight seed, who's going to be the nine seed. Uh, if you're thinking about this in a larger context, could be an issue for the Lakers uh, because the way the Portland Trailblazers are playing right now, I know there are Laker fans out there. Danny G's rolling his eyes about the idea that the Lakers could have any challenge at all in the first round of the playoffs. The Trailblazers really have the talent to be a three, a four, or a five seed if they were healthy. They're playing, I think, inspired basketball right now, and it's maybe the most interesting story by far in the NBA bubble. The Trailblazers have come out and gone three and one, and the only game that they lost was against the Celtics, and they could have very easily won that basketball game. They won yesterday uh, against the Nuggets, and this is a pretty well-rounded team. Now, I know Damian Lillard got white hot from outside, went 11 for 18 for three, and it'd be hard to beat anybody if Damian Lillard's shooting like that, scoring 45 points. But they've got a lot of players that can uh, maybe make you a little bit nervous when you think about uh, what Nurkic is capable of, when you think about what certainly Lillard and McCollum are able to do in a backcourt, and uh, also contemplate what could be going on when Gary Trent gets hot but with what's going on with the Lakers in the backcourt and the fact they can't shoot at all, that's at least a storyline that is uh, that is worth following 
and I think should, should serve to make a lot of people out there extremely nervous if they are Laker fans as we get ready for uh, for the postseason to begin here in a couple of weeks. But that's the only storyline that's coming out of the NBA. To me, Major League Baseball, the best storyline by far is that in theory, everybody's going to... I say in theory because every minute in Major League Baseball, who knows what might happen with all the testing going on and the fact that teams and players aren't necessarily as disciplined as they should be. But in theory, come uh, today, we're going to have all 30 teams back playing And that is a pretty massive improvement in Major League Baseball. I think you got to give Rob Manford credit for not allowing himself to be talked into either a postponement of a significant nature or just canceling everything. Because that's what a huge majority of my friends, the Corona Bros out there, on social media wanted as soon as all of the Miami Marlins positives started coming back. The hope was, oh, for the Corona Bro community, maybe they're going to have to cancel Major League Baseball. Well, it doesn't look like that's going to have to happen now. And as a result, we are rolling into nearly a quarter of the Major League Baseball season complete for some teams by the end of the weekend. And to me, in Major League Baseball, it gets harder and harder to think about the necessity of canceling anything the further along we get because the time when baseball was going to get canceled, to me, is super early in the season. Once you get to a quarter of the way through the season or you get to halfway through the season, there is going to be a immense demand for the postseason to be reached and for the Major League Baseball, even if they have to put it in a bubble, for the Major League Baseball uh, teams to be able to eventually work their way to a World Series. I think that's what you guys all want. I think that is where we are headed and uh, and to credit of Rob Manfred and Major League Baseball, they've managed to keep it all sort of on the tracks. But to me, the storyline that is the biggest in the NBA that is getting a little bit of attention but honestly deserves more is the NBA, it seems to me, built their entire bubble situation predicated on the idea that they wanted to get Zion Williamson against LeBron James. That seems to me to have been the goal of the entirety of the way that they decided to, to, to roll forward. They didn't go with just the playoffs. They brought in a bunch of teams. They wanted to give the Pelicans, if you look at the schedule, it certainly feels that way. They wanted to give the Pelicans a legitimate shot to get into the playoffs. They wanted to give Zion a chance to go head-to-head against LeBron James. The NBA, on some level, wants to pass the baton from LeBron James as the straw that stirs the drink to Zion as the next big luminescent star in this league. And for whatever reason, the Pelicans haven't been interested at all in actually accepting the baton. The only game that they have won is against the Memphis Grizzlies, who have otherwise gone 0-4. And Zion, frankly, looks disinterested. The Pelicans as a franchise don't seem like they're committed to the idea of really caring. And maybe you can understand that a little bit. Because if Zion got hurt now, he would miss all of next season as well. And I think if you were talking to the Pelicans and giving them truth serum and they were saying exactly what they believe, I think they know they would lose in the first round of the Lakers anyway. There's not a lot of competitive advantage that they gain. And they put their future franchise star, Zion Williamson, at further risk at a time when, frankly, Zion doesn't look like he's in very good shape and doesn't look like he's been that prepared for the season overall. And that's why, to me, the biggest story coming out of the bubble so far 
has been the Portland Trailblazers and the potential danger that LeBron James and the Lakers could find themselves in if they have to go head-to-head with the Trailblazers, which is what it's looking like is going to happen. Because the Trailblazers now are a half game out of eighth place. If they can get into that eighth place slot, which it seems like they have a decent chance to do, then all they would need is to win one game and uh, they'd have to lose two in a row in order not to advance to play against the Lakers. So again, I know Laker fans are claiming they're not nervous at all about this, but I think they should be desperately nervous before all is said and done uh, about the way that this process is going to play out. Uh, When we uh, come back, by the way, in a little bit, I'm going to be joined by my buddy Chad Withrow. We're going to be talking a lot about the PGA Championship and the direction that we are headed there. Also in hour three, we got John McClain, who is scheduled to join us from the Houston Chronicle. A lot of good discussion there. Uh, But like many of you, I am really excited to see how Tiger Woods is going to do come later today. I'm going to be kicking back. I'm hoping that on Saturday and Sunday that we're going to be able to really enjoy a vintage Tiger Woods run and that somebody like Brooks Kepka isn't going to come out and just take complete control of this major like he has a bunch of the other majors. He's one shot out of the lead. He was pretty fantastic all day. I'd be very happy if he won because I put a decent amount of money on uh, Kepka. I've learned my lesson about trying to bet against this guy when it comes to majors. And I felt like he played really well in the World Golf Championship in Memphis last weekend, particularly till he came down the, the home stretch there at the 18th hole and kind of fell apart a little bit. So uh, I am uh, convinced that the PGA Championship is going to dominate for all of you out there in the overall audience. I polled you guys earlier uh, with the OutKick poll, I think it was Wednesday, and 55% of you said you were most excited to watch the PGA. So I don't see any reason why that is going to change. It's going to continue to be a massive audience going forward for uh, for that uh, for that scenario. This is OutKick, the coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. 
and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their trips of the trade. Create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location, species, salt versus freshwater, and more. Plus, it's smooth sailing with Fishing Booker's simple online payment method. You'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local. Start your angling adventure now with Fishing Booker. Visit FishingBooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Yokohama tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installation near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerack.com sports to see their yokohama test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerack.com sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be all right, uh, Withrow, let me bring you in. There are a lot of different stories I want to get into with you, uh, but let's start off here with one of the kind of uh, wacky stories so far from the NFL and hasn't gotten a ton of attention, but Vic Beasley um, is a, a rush defensive end, and he's just kind of gone disappearing act on the Titans. They paid him $9 million a year. He hasn't officially opted out. What in the world is going on here? It's a strange story, Clay. And, in fact, he had a truck delivered to his house, I think, yesterday or two days ago. That's the one thing we've seen from him. And John Robinson, Titans GM, said he spoke with him and that Vic Beasley's aware that his absences are, are inexcused and that uh, he should be there shortly was the word from John Robinson. It's a crazy story. You know, I think if the Titans are a little bit more high-profile nationally, it's probably getting covered more uh, by the Adam Schefters and Jay Glazers of the world. But it's just so strange because no one really knows anything. Uh, Mike Vrabel was asked about it, and he said he hasn't talked to Vic Beasley. So he knows exactly what the media knows, that he's just not showing up. We know that he had a death in the family a week or two ago. Uh, but certainly that wouldn't prevent him from telling the Titans what his plan is and showing up to camp. So it's a very strange story. Uh, I expected him to opt out, and that did not happen. Uh, so very weird, and I guess we'll continue to monitor. But it's a huge blow to the Titans because right now, if they don't get Jadavian Clowney, that was their key offseason acquisition to help that pass rush, and he's not there, and he's AWOL. Yeah, that, that's pretty wild uh, in general, that storyline. Um, 
I want to go into like the college universe. I know you're not college age and neither am I, but if you were 20 years old and you were showing up on a college campus, is there any way you would make smart decisions as it relates to the coronavirus when you were back on campus? Absolutely not. <laughs> uh, the only the only way I would make a smart decision, Clay, is if I was such a great pro uh, prospect in football or basketball that I needed to play an entire season or I, I was a borderline guy that needed to get drafted. That might be the one thing that would motivate me to not make dumb decisions. And look, these teams are going to do everything in their power to educate the players, to keep them away from frat parties, to do all these things. But there's going to be players that go to frat parties. There's going to be players that go to packed bars or, or whatever it may be. There's no avoiding that on a college campus. And I think the biggest thing out there that a lot of people really don't cover or talk about, you know, we hear the stories about the Pac-12 uniting and trying to boycott this season if they don't have their demands met. Well, we see the stories from places like HBO Real Sports about the players that are afraid of dying and their parents that are afraid of dying with the NCAA. We don't hear about the 75 to 80%, and I believe that that number, again, I'm guessing, but I believe it to be close to accurate, the 75 to 80% of college-age people in America that don't care about the virus and aren't afraid of it. And that's probably 75 to 80%, maybe even greater than that, of athletes out there. So how can you convince someone that's not worried about something and not worried about getting it to completely shut down and do nothing? I think it's an impossibility for these college programs. I think that's the biggest challenge to college football coming back. And everybody out there listening to me knows that I want all sports back. But I don't think it is the coronavirus itself that is the challenge because I think we've proven that you can manage it if you make smart decisions, certainly if you implement a bubble, even if you just make decent decisions, like even in Major League Baseball, we've really only had two teams that have had issues with the coronavirus so far, and only one of those teams, the Marlins, and I'll get to the Marlins here in a minute, actually have had a substantial enough impact that it's become a massive story in the, uh, in the Major League Baseball universe in general. But I just don't see any way, and maybe I'm wrong, I don't see any way that your average college athlete is going to be disciplined enough or fearful enough, right? Because I think they know that they are unlikely to have significant issues from the coronavirus. And so I just don't buy into that if there's a cute girl who texts you and says, hey, we're going to this location, that there are very many 18 and 19-year-old, 20-year-old guys who aren't going to show up there, right? Uh, I just feel like it's almost impossible to stop from happening. I mean, there's very few 40-year-old guys that would yeah. show up. Yeah, well, that's true. That's right. Much less 18, 19, and 20-year-old guys. So you're right, Clay. And that, to me, that's the biggest factor in this that people don't really want to talk about. But it's the fact that most young people in college aren't afraid of coronavirus. They're not afraid of getting it. And it's not a big enough deterrent for them to not do what they want. So, again, I think it's impossible to make every football player stay in and, and stay in their own bubble and do all of that. There's going to be a lot of responsible players that, that do that in the course of a the season. They can suck it up for four months and do that. But there's going to be a great majority of them that do not. And all it takes is one, as we've seen with some team outbreaks, it takes one or two people to spread it, and then you have an issue. And then the question becomes, what is the number of people with the virus to shut down a team for a week or for a season? Because what, and I'll speak for the SEC, what the SEC wants is to put on a product 
in their television schedule. They want to put on three and a half, four hours of a game so they can fulfill their, their television schedule because ultimately they're all going to take a bath this year, but that at least helps negate some of that if they can get the season in. So what if there's 25 players out? What if you're a starting quarterback and four of the five offensive linemen and five defensive starters are out for a team? And you're going up against a completely healthy team. Well, there are health and safety issues when you're starting seven walk-ons, for instance, against Alabama or LSU. And this is one of those unintended consequences that no one thinks about. So will there be a threshold? Will teams decide they can't go because they have so many guys out uh, with the virus? I think that's going to be interesting to follow because I would think that Greg Sankey in the SEC is talking to every single team and saying, if there's any way that we can get the games in, Let's do it. It's so much less this year to me about wins and losses and so much more about just fielding a product on Saturdays that you can put on television. And that's the ultimate goal of the SEC now. I don't think there's any doubt. You know a lot more about high school football and you pay a lot more attention to it than I do. But I think we're approaching 40 different states that have said, hey, basically we're going to have a high school football season. And certainly the NFL is doing everything in their power on the pro level to play. How do you think it impacts college football if we've got the NFL playing and if we've got high school football playing? And do you believe we will have, because again, you cover a lot of high school football uh, in the state of Tennessee, but also are privy to what's going on around the nation more than I am. Do you think we're going to have, quote unquote, normal high school football seasons in many states? I think that we will have a normal high school football season in many states. Now, I also think that, and I'll just look in the the state of Tennessee, Greenville High School in East Tennessee, a really good program, they've had to completely shut it down for two weeks because they had such a bad outbreak on their team. Once they started full contact practice, they've canceled their first game of the year, which is scheduled for August 21st. So now you've got their opponent in Powell out of Knoxville who is trying to find an opponent. You're going to have a lot of that, Clay, I think, across the country. You're going to have a lot of teams that have to shut it down for a week. They have to cancel a game. Uh, in Metro Nashville, you've got public schools that aren't allowed to play until after Labor Day. You've got private schools basically doing whatever the hell they want and going against the mayor and going into Williamson County and playing games or Rutherford County, and they're going all over the state, and they're going out of state to play games. So I think you're going to have a lot of jostling once the seasons begin. And teams that are healthy or are willing to play are going to have to find a dance partner week to week. Maybe another team that had a game canceled because the team they were playing had an outbreak of the virus. There's going to be a lot of maneuvering throughout the season. But I do fully expect that most of these states that are allowing high school football to be played will finish the season. It's, not, it's just not going to look like a normal season by the end of it. Here's an interesting point that, uh, that I had talking with a couple of people around high school and football and college and pros and comparing it they said and I thought this was really intriguing and I'm curious if you've talked or thought about this they said high school football has a huge advantage in getting played and I said what in the world do you mean you know like these are young kids everything else uh and 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 the point was and I think it's a good one they aren't going to test very often only when guys are symptomatic and they recognize oh my god this guy's sick and now we've got to test a bunch of people around this guy, are they going to even know when they have an outbreak on the team? Whereas you use Major League Baseball as an example right now, I haven't heard any of the Marlins players, really, that they even knew they would have been sick 
but they're testing so regularly that when they have an asymptomatic player, they find out, and then they find out all these other guys are asymptomatic. For high school football, you could have a lot of asymptomatic players playing. It could be spreading through the team. Nobody even knows they have it unless they're going and regularly getting tested, which isn't happening because most places testing is expensive. And so as a result, they were like, I feel pretty good about high school football playing. We're not going to necessarily know about the asymptomatic kids, whereas in the college, because of the aggressive testing policy, I think the SEC has announced they're testing three days a week. And the NFL, with their aggressive testing policy, everybody who's asymptomatic is going to be found, which could lead to those teams having to shut down. I've thought about this a lot, Clay, and I think uh, you're dead on when you say that. I think they're going to have a much better chance because of the ignorance of it. The ignorance is bliss type deal with high school football where they're just not going to know. If, if a lot of the young people and what we've seen, a lot of young, younger people are asymptomatic. So if they're asymptomatic, they're not going to know who has it. Maybe they practice for a week and then they don't have it a week later, and then it's it's a non-issue. Now, the TWSAA is regulating, and I can just speak for the state of Tennessee, and I'm sure every other state has their own protocols in place. You have to have your temperature taken every day to enter the practice field right. or to go play in a game. So that's the one where, again, we're talking about symptoms, though, right? Yes. They'd have to be running Which is a small, small percentage flagged. of the athletes that are actually getting flagged actually have symptoms at all. The vast majority of people who are young and are testing positive for the coronavirus would never know they had it but for the positive test. And I think that that's going to be what's going to keep high school football alive. Now, here's the issue. You know, you've got these small rural high schools all over the country, and they may have 20 players, 24 players on their team. Those are the ones most likely to have season shut down if something happens, but those are also the schools most likely to not follow any of these protocols because they can't, because they may not even have the option of checking everyone's temperature every day of practice, right? They're going to be much more – they're not going to be as capable of some of the bigger programs across the country of putting in place the protocols that the state high school associations are asking of their teams. So it's sort of a, a catch-22 when you look at it. Yes, some of those smaller programs are, are more in danger of you have eight guys who are out and you can't play a game that Friday night. But also, I don't think they're going to be following the protocols like some of the bigger programs, both public and private across the country. So many different ways to look at this. But I think you're on to something in saying that because they're not going to be testing as much as, the, as college and pro football, that high school football has a much better chance of surviving this fall. We're talking to uh, Chad Withrow at Withrow Zone on Twitter, 104.5 The Zone in Nashville. I know you're a big Major League Baseball fan. This weekend, we're going to get to, for many teams, 25% of the season being complete. On this show, I've been praising Rob Manfred over this issue. It would have been really easy last week for him to say, okay, I'm going to panic when the Marlins come out and then we add the Cardinals and everything else and just say we're shutting everything down or maybe we're pausing everything. To his credit, I think he's powered through. Two-part question. How much are you enjoying watching Major League Baseball every night and how much credit does Rob Manfred deserve for staring down all of the criticism and saying, I'm not a quitter, we're going to continue to play? Well, I was enjoying it a lot more before Mike Soroka of my Braves, their ace, tore his Achilles and is out for the next 12 months. Uh, So that hurts them. But, no, I'm loving it, Clay. uh, It's one of those that it feels so natural 
you don't even notice the no crowd there because of the, the piped-in noise uh, in the ballparks. It just feels like you're watching a random weeknight Major League Baseball game, and it, it's, it's glorious getting a chance to watch that. And I think baseball is going to be fine. You know, they're the one that is it's, they're at the biggest risk, unlike hockey and NBA with their bubbles. And those two sports are definitely going to be fine uh, when you look at the testing and everything going on there. But I think it's very encouraging that you had the Marlins go head-to-head with the Phillies with double-digit guys with COVID-19 and not one Philly tested positive. Yeah, right. That. I think that's good news for the transmission of it outdoors in that sport. So you're going to have more teams like the Cardinals we've already seen and the Marlins have outbreaks, and it may shut them down for four or five days. But because of this new seven-inning doubleheader rule, there's a lot of chances to make those games up with two seven-inning games on the, on the same day with doubleheaders. So I think baseball is going to be fine. I, I think has made a lot of missteps as commissioner of Major League Baseball. I think baseball looked the dumbest of all the sports in trying to come up with a plan to come back. But I do think that he has handled things pretty well uh, since all of this started. And I think forging ahead right now for baseball and not panicking is certainly the right decision. And we know the NFL is going to forge ahead. But that's one that's too big to fail. They're, they're going to have a season. It's, it's, it's incredible to think about how no one even questions that league happening because you just know that they're going to keep playing and have a season no matter what. So you're a big Braves fan. My nine-year-old has turned into a huge Braves fan. And he we, every night in our house, we have the Braves on starting at, you know, a little bit after 6 Central. We watch the games, at least have them on in the background. Baseball is great in that way. You can be doing multiple other things and kind of look up every now and then to pay attention. But he's pretty plugged in. He has been arguing that I should join him in becoming a Braves fan. You have young kids right now. I grew up a Reds fan. I'm not really, like, back in the day when I was 15, 16 years old, Barry Larkin, Chris Sabo, Eric Davis, I was all in as a Reds fan. But I can honestly say I don't really have any strong affinity whatsoever now for the Reds because it's been 20 years. I haven't really committed to it. How would you assess my uh, ability as a 41-year-old man, to pick a new favorite baseball team, which happens to be your favorite team as the Braves, so that I can watch and root alongside of my nine-year-old, where are the fan ethics as it pertains to this debate? I think it's, uh, first off, going to be very easy for you to switch from the Reds to the Braves now for a couple of reasons. One, you're not passionate about the Reds anymore like you were when you were a kid. So that has changed. And two, you are passionate about your nine-year-old son. Right. So it's going to be very easy to have bonding time with your son watching the team that he loves. And I think that that love of that team is going to be contagious. I see this a lot where parents fall in love with a team because their kid loves that team. And they're watching that, that, that team all the time with their kid. I could say this my grandmother with the Chicago Bulls when I was a kid. You know, she would watch me at night, and I'd go to her house, and we'd sit and watch WGN and watch the Bulls. Well, she didn't know anything about the NBA until I came around, and she was a huge Bulls fan. She'd watch the games when I wasn't there. So I think you're going to find yourself at some point, Clay, keeping up with Braves games, even when your son's not there. And also, it's a good team to jump onto right now because they have a very exciting and young core that's going to be there for a while. Their starting pitching is very average right now, especially without Mike Sorosa. So they're going to have to outscore a lot of teams. But it's a fun team to watch. They've got some personality. They've got some great young players, and those players are locked up for a while. So jump on board now, and I think it'll be easy. 
All right, last question for you. You have to choose to only watch one this weekend. This is, I mean, what I've been calling August Madness, the greatest collection of sports that maybe we've ever seen for a consecutive series of days. It's like March Madness that Thursday, Friday, except writ large going everywhere, right? Uh, So you have to choose. I put this up as a poll question earlier this week, but I'm curious for you. PGA Championship, Major League Baseball games of your choice, NBA games of your choice, or NHL games of your choice. You can only pick one. What's your first-round draft pick going through the weekend? What are you most committed to? PGA Championship. Yeah, I think it's a great question, but I'm going PGA Championship, especially if Tiger Woods can continue to play well. He had a great that Thursday, be had a great Thursday minus two. Yeah. Hopefully on Friday he can stay in the mix. He's probably going to make the cut. You know, knock on wood. We don't want him to miss the cut. He'd have to be really bad on Friday uh, in, in order to not be able to play through on Saturday and Sunday. Had a good Thursday. Hopefully he has a good day today. Uh, but so you're with me. I, that's my pick as well. It has to be the PGA. It's the PGA. I also love watching golf in, in weather conditions. Yeah. And I know the Thursday round was 56 degrees in San Francisco and gray. And you're watching players in, in long sleeve shirts out it there. It felt golfing. a little bit I like the British, o- British Open esque. Yes. And I love the British Open for the same reason. I enjoy watching golf in the, in the elements. I didn't enjoy the Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Tiger Woods, Bill Nicholson deal in the rain. I enjoyed the event, but I don't want weather like that that you're playing through. But I do like it uh, where it, it looks like fall when you're watching guys out there golfing. So I, I'm going PGA Championship. After that, I'd probably go NHL playoffs, NBA playoffs, Major League Baseball in that order. Yep. Outstanding. St- well, last question. I know I said last question. Does Zion, like the Pelicans have fallen apart, right? It seems like the NBA tried to rig it for Zion and the Pelicans to be able to make the playoffs. They wanted to get a LeBron James versus Zion playoff series. I think if you gave Adam Silver truth serum, he'd be like, yep, that's why we tried to set it up in the bubble so that we could have this scenario. Does it feel like to you the Pelicans are just saying, hey, we have no interest? I mean, when you give up 140 points to the Sacramento Kings, when as good as Zion is, he looks like he's carrying 15 or 20 pounds of extra weight even right now and looks like he labors up and down the basketball court. I mean, it looks like they basically mailed it in to me. Do you agree? Yeah, they've given up on anything right now. And what happened to the the photo of Zion Williamson where he was working out during quarantine? yeah, it's a great question. He was he was ripped, and now you're right. He looks bigger, and he's always been big. But he's the guy that you know. You watch an AAU game, and the guy who can go and score around the basket at any point, but yet always looks completely labored, yeah. getting up and down the court, and yeah. like he's gonna he's gonna pass out at any time. That's the way he looks every minute he plays uh, since he's come back. It's very odd because it looked like he'd gotten in a lot better shape during the downtime. Yeah, there's no doubt at all. Uh, Withrow, appreciate the time, my man. Have a good weekend. Enjoy the golf tournament. We'll talk to you again soon. Thanks. Same to you. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts? You know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield 
windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service, they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you'll find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts are knowledgeable, helpful, and best of all, friendly. And by the way, I was just at O'Reilly not that long ago, within the last month, and guess what? Needed some help with the alternator, had some questions with the batteries, they helped me right away, and did it right there in the parking lot. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their trips of the trade. Create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location, species, salt versus freshwater, and more. Plus, it's smooth sailing with Fishing Booker's simple online payment method. You'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local. Start your angling adventure now with Fishing Booker. Visit FishingBooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of BF Goodrich tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their BF Goodrich test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. All right, several different things uh, that we still got to talk about in hour three. I'll give you a little bit of a tease early. John McClain is going to join us, and I think John McClain is one of the most, if not the most interesting guys to talk NFL in the entirety of uh, of the country. I mean, he's just been covering the NFL for so long. So we're going to get into a lot of the NFL-related stories with him. We'll talk some about the PGA, what we learned on Friday, and what we think going forward. Uh, sorry, what we learned on Thursday, and what we expect going forward on Friday uh, with all the rounds as well. We know Brooks Kapka is in the mix, as he always is. And we know Tiger Woods is in the mix. But what other big takeaways do we have? We'll get to some of that. But 
this got me fired up. Uh, and I, I, I have spent a lot of time on this program being one of the few people out there because maybe it's just partly because we have such a massive police officer listenership early in the morning on the East Coast, uh, early, super early in the morning on the West Coast. A huge number. I hear from police officers all the time who are listening to this program. In fact, I would almost guarantee that we have at least one police officer right at this exact minute listening in all 50 states. And uh, you guys have an incredibly difficult job. I've talked about this before. As someone who was a lawyer, I got to do a ride around with the police before uh, when I was in law school, uh, shortly thereafter. And I feel like if you've ever seen what a police officer goes through on a day-to-day basis, just a late night in the back of a cruiser driving around and seeing what a police officer does, you will have so much more respect for the stress and difficulty of their job for not knowing from one moment to the next what might be happening, where threats are coming from, all of these different things. I'm not one of the people out there that says anybody in any profession is perfect, right? There are a lot of awful doctors. There are a lot of awful lawyers. There are a lot of awful teachers. There are a lot of awful janitors, right? It doesn't matter what you do for a living. There are people who aren't very good at their jobs that do your profession. But the vast, vast majority of police officers every single day are trying to do their best. And I just feel like we have been demonizing them beyond belief in the world of sports. And when I saw this story, I was like, my God, I am fired up about this. The Boston Bruins have a player, and you can go read about this on OutKick if you want to read about it. We wrote about it this week, but I haven't talked about it much on the radio, who wore a Boston Bruin uh, uh, shirt that also sponsored the Boston Police Department. Uh, So the Bruins, obviously, NHL hockey franchise uh, up in Boston, and the Boston Police have a good relationship with the Boston Bruins, and that's obviously what you would hope is that whoever the police department is, that they have a good relationship with the pro teams and the college teams in your uh, city or town, wherever you live. And one of their players had on a Boston Police T-shirt in uh, a few different social media posts meaning that the team was just following around, taking pictures of the guy in the Boston police t-shirt. When the Boston Bruins shared those photos on their Instagram account, they had wiped out, photoshopped out, the Bruins, uh, the, the Boston police logo. The Bruins did this. And I saw this story and I was just in disbelief. Where are we from purposes of athletics in this country where teams are ashamed to be associated with police officer logos such that they are photoshopping out individual players in t-shirts to avoid there being a police logo because they don't want to offend anyone. I'm sorry, this is the height of absurdity People need to start pushing back against the demonization of police out there. They canceled all these live police shows on A&E. They canceled cops. Somebody in Portland's complaining because kindergarten cop aired and there was too favorable of a story following the police there. This is absolute insanity. That you could have a situation where a player on the Boston Bruins is wearing a t-shirt with a logo for the Boston police and they make the decision 
to Photoshop it out to try to avoid offending anyone. I'm sorry, the Boston Bruins should be ashamed. And all of the employees of the Boston Bruins who made that decision should be ashamed and they should be humiliated over that decision. And if you are painting with a broad brush and saying that police officers are awful in this country, you should be ashamed too because the murder rate is skyrocketing right now as we are trying to take the job of police away. And I think athletes and teams should be ashamed and embarrassed over the way that they are responding with police officers. I'm not saying every police officer is perfect. When they commit crimes, they should be charged with crimes just like anyone else. But the idea that police logos should be photoshopped out of pictures of players, imagine the outrage that would ensue if a Black Lives Matter logo got photoshopped out by a team. It should be the exact same amount of outrage, if not more, over a decision made by the Bruins to not allow a player's t-shirt to support local police departments. I don't know what everybody else in the sports media is going to be saying or doing, but I want everybody listening in all 50 states right now who are police officers to know that I have got your back. I know you're not perfect, but we need to start giving credence to the thousands of lives that police save and recognize they are a tremendous part of the solution, not the problem. Athletics should be ashamed with the way that they are treating police officers right now. When we come back, John McClain of the Houston Chronicle is going to join us. I'm diving into the PGA event. We'll also talk about the NFL opt-out provision and what we've learned, if anything, from the NBA bubble and the restart in the NHL. Lots to get to to start off hour number three, the final hour of the week. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, oh, oh. O'Reilly Auto Parts I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. 